The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Cleveland Clinic, ranked number one in the nation in heart care, 24 years in a row, according to U.S. News and World Report. More information is available at clevelandclinic.org slash rankings. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Friday, August 31st. In today's news, the Trump administration is canceling funding for a program that benefits Palestinian refugees. Trump proposes a pay freeze for all federal employees. And the president says he won't oust Jeff Sessions until after the midterm elections. But first, the big idea. In 1999, a conservative legal activist named Brett Kavanaugh said he believed it was inevitable that the Supreme Court, within the next 10 to 20 years, would conclude that we are all one race in the eyes of the government. 19 years later, as Kavanaugh prepares for his confirmation hearing next week to join the Supreme Court, the Trump administration formally weighed in Thursday to support a pending lawsuit against Harvard University that could possibly end affirmative action as we know it, and perhaps even give Kavanaugh the chance to make his own prophecy a reality. Because he's the nominee to replace the now-retired Anthony Kennedy, whose swing vote upheld race-based preferences and admissions at key moments in recent years, evidence of Kavanaugh's past skepticism toward affirmative action is being studied closely, and it's giving heartburn to civil rights advocates. During a speech just last year at Notre Dame Law School, Kavanaugh discussed how hard it is for a judge to be a neutral umpire calling balls and strikes. Laws are ambiguous, and courts have created amorphous tests, he explained. He identified affirmative action as a, quote, long-standing exception to the basic equal protection right not to be treated differently by the government on account of your race. Summarizing the Supreme Court's past debates about where to draw the line and letting colleges use race to evaluate candidates, Kavanaugh asked rhetorically, on what basis is the court making these decisions? Is there something in the text of the Constitution that tells us one is good enough and the other is not good enough? Not really. The Trump administration has aggressively worked to scale back the use of affirmative action. With a legal brief filed in Boston federal court yesterday, the Department of Justice is getting involved in a lawsuit that challenges Harvard's use of race and ethnicity, alleging that the university is biased against Asian Americans to try helping African Americans and Latinos. In July, Trump officials rescinded Obama-era guidance to educators on affirmative action. In its place, the Trump administration signaled preference for so-called race-neutral methods of picking students. Now, Harvard has repeatedly denied wrongdoing and says this lawsuit is part of an ideological campaign to overturn existing Supreme Court precedent that allows exactly what it's doing. The case, which is likely to be tried in October, could become the next big test of whether the Supremes are willing to overturn decades of precedent and ban consideration of race in admissions. The high court affirmed most recently in 2016 that schools may take race into account as one factor among many in pursuit of assembling a diverse class. But the court has also put limits on the practice. It's prohibited racial quotas and pushed schools to consider whether they can achieve their goals through alternatives, using financial aid and other recruiting tools to ensure socioeconomic and geographic balance. The premise is that such methods could produce adequate racial diversity indirectly, 
without subjecting applicants to racial bias. The thing is, this theory has now been tested in several states, including California and Florida, that have enacted laws to prohibit consideration of race in public university admissions. Many educators and experts who have studied it say those results have proved disappointing, with the share of African Americans and other historically underrepresented minorities falling at the most competitive schools. You can be sure Brett Kavanaugh will be asked about that next week. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, the Trump administration has decided to cancel all U.S. funding to United Nations aid program that benefits Palestinian refugees. The administration plans to make an announcement within the next few weeks that expresses disapproval of the way the U.N. Relief and Works Agency spends American money. Trump will also call for a reduction in the number of Palestinians recognized as refugees, taking the number down from 5 million now to fewer than a tenth of that. This decision effectively eliminates the right of return to contested land in the region, which has long been considered a critical component of any Israeli-Palestinian peace agreement. More immediately, many regional foreign policy and security experts, including inside Israel, say that Trump's demands will worsen an already disastrous humanitarian situation, and they predict it will sharply increase the level of violence. The administration's response is that if the United Nations wants the money, it needs to change how it operates. Number two, Trump announced that he wants to freeze pay raises for some 2 million federal employees in 2019, which were slated to take effect in January. He wrote a letter to Congress yesterday and said he wants to put our nation on a fiscally sustainable course and that federal agency budgets cannot sustain these kinds of pay increases. This is ironic considering that his signature achievement in office has been a tax cut that will increase the debt by more than $1 trillion, largely to benefit the richest 1%. The Republican House has already passed legislation making no mention of a raise, effectively endorsing a freeze. But the Senate has passed a competing measure that would give a 1.9% increase to federal workers. This dispute adds another sticking point to already delicate budget talks. GOP leaders want to avoid a government shutdown at the end of September going into the midterm elections. Now, lawmakers representing the D.C. region, Democrats and Republicans, which is home to about 15% of the federal workforce, loudly decried the president's plan. Number three, during an interview with Bloomberg News yesterday, Trump said he will not oust Attorney General Jeff Sessions before the November midterms. But in the same interview, Trump repeatedly attacked his attorney general for failing to rein in what he calls Bob Mueller's, quote, illegal investigation. The president also sharpened his attacks on the Justice Department and the FBI during a rally last night in Indiana, threatening to get involved if they don't start doing their job, which he said means investigating Hillary Clinton and his political opponents. Here's the president in Indiana. And at some point, I wanted to stay out. But at some point, if it doesn't straighten out properly, I want them to do their job. I will get involved, and I'll get in there if I have to. Disgraceful. During the Bloomberg interview earlier in the day, Trump was noncommittal when asked if he'll cooperate if Mueller subpoenas him to give an interview. Meanwhile, longtime close Trump ally Roger Stone announced that he expects to be charged with a crime by Mueller. He said he doesn't know what the charges will be, but he needs to raise money for his legal defense fund. 
And that's The Daily 202 for Friday, August 31st. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman. Have a great long weekend. We're off Monday for Labor Day, but I'll talk to you on Tuesday.